0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Govs on the Go, Faculty Spotlight, a podcast featuring faculty in the College of Arts and Letters here at Austin P. State University. My name is Dr. Buzz Hoon. I'm the dean of the college. I'm also the host of the podcast. Today, I'm talking with Barry Gresham, assistant professor in the Department of Communication here at Austin P. Thank you for joining us, Barry. You bet, great to be here. Now, we only have 15 minutes and I'm sure we could go much longer (laughs) than that. So I'm gonna try to keep my questions concise. Sounds great. Because you and I are are very similar in that we have a love of teaching sports broadcasting. We do. Yeah, we have a lot in common. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I usually like to start in a different area, but for you, I I wanna begin with this question. At some point, I think uh, each one of us uh, has a, a point where we realize what we really wanted to do in life. And I'm wondering at some point, and when that happened maybe for you, that you had an interest in announcing and sports broadcasting. When did that come along?
1: Well, you know, as a young child, I always played sports. Absolutely loved football as a youngster. Uh, Roger Staubach was my guy. I'm not a Cowboys fan anymore, but absolutely loved Staubach. And then as I started playing basketball, when you're from Kentucky, you just have to, you know, gravitate to to playing hoops. I would always, I thought, my neighbors thought I was crazy, but I would be in the driveway doing the broadcast of of my games. I'm the only kid out there playing, but I would be passing it from Kyle Macy to Kenny Walker, you know, and the different Kentucky players. Actually doing play-by-play, even though I really didn't know what I was doing, just mimicking what... Kaywood Ledford, the voice of the Kentucky Wildcats, by listening to those broadcasts. But little did I know that was great preparation because I was calling my own games at probably age 9 and 10. They they were just in the driveway instead of on the air. And even though I wasn't sure I wanted to do that at that point, I, I just knew I had to do something in sports. And as I got into high school, I saw that you could become a Kaywood Ledford or a Jack Buck, and, and there's a career in this, and I knew I had to be doing something in sports, and, and I really had a passion for, for broadcasting, being at the game, describing what's happening.
0: And that's what I appreciate, about, I appreciate about what you're doing right now is you're helping our young people with their passion and, and help them find uh, what their goals may be. So let's get into a little bit about how you arrived in Austin P.
1: Well, let's see. I mean, year 12, okay. so time is flying right on by. But I, I came here from Tennessee State University. I was there 12 years as well before coming here and was working as an associate athletic director for broadcasting, sales, marketing. So I was on the athletic side of things for most of my time at, at Tennessee State. Uh, and prior to that, it was uh, starting out in my hometown of Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is not far from campus at all at WHOP radio. Started there uh, my senior year in high school. And then I was a Western Kentucky student and became the sports director of the campus radio station. Working on their newscast and uh, got into uh, marketing sales a little bit in Bowling Green in addition to freelance radio broadcasting. And spent two years in Cape Girardeau, Missouri doing Southeast Missouri State games and uh, was the director of news and sports operations for about five stations there in broadcast sales. So it, it's been, uh, everywhere I've gone, whether it was a full-time sports gig or not, it always, there was some type of freelance element or a, an opportunity for me to continue broadcasting. Luckily, since 1986, there hasn't been a break. I moved to Nashville from Missouri in, in 1998, spent one year at the Tennessee Radio Network, providing the sportscast for the, the entire state of Tennessee. We had 83 affiliates uh, at the time, and then moved on to Tennessee State, managed their campus radio station, and taught in the Department of Communications for the first five years, and the last seven was as an associate AD, uh, handling all the broadcast sales marketing for TSU before coming here to Austin P in 2011, I think it was. So let's
0: talk about some of the classes you teach uh, within the Department of Communication. Which ones do you really love to teach and what ones do you think uh, are special for you
1: well it's we're it's such a path that's laid out you know from the intro class uh the intro to sports come I love it because it's the first time normally I get a chance to meet the new students that are coming in and we we toss them out in the deep end they get a chance to actually go cover a game local that. high school sports and they've got a phone in an update uh which gets put on the air. Some are completely terrified, but you, you find out early on who really has a passion to research and to come to the game prepared. And uh, we normally also give them an opportunity in that class to do their first production. So we also get to see if they have a feel for that or really want to get into actual television production of the games. The sports interviewing and writing is, is an interesting class because we expand on that now instead of just covering the game and phoning in a score update or giving me a box score they actually have to write the recap they have to interview a player and coach after the game so we get to see how well they handle that environment and how well they can write which is very critical in anything we do in this industry and uh, from there i really love the sports announcing class because that's that's what i enjoy doing the most and um, it's a lot of fun there because you get to explain how much preparation goes into this. I don't think anyone realizes. They think you just show up. You you can crack a few jokes and, uh, you know, you can be start funny talking. on the air. Just start talking. Yeah, but what are you talking about is right. the key to this thing. So the preparation, we really hammer that point home, really in all the classes. But sports announcing, they get a chance to see, hey, you can't just be a pretty face or, you know, Joe Buck just doesn't show up and he knows what he's doing. You have to prepare for the broadcast. And that's, that's really, you know, it's the necessary evil. You have to do it. But to me, if I don't do it, when I'm broadcasting, doing Austin P. games, if I don't get my preparation time, I know it instantly when I'm on the air. And I want to drive that point home to the students as well that, uh, that, You're going to be more comfortable, more confident if you show up at the arena, at the stadium, and you've done your preparation. It's going to help with everything in the broadcast that night that you do.
0: And all these instances, which is great that what you're trying to provide for our students is this real-life experience that prepares them for a career within sports broadcasting and as you said the earlier we can get our students exposed to that the better because uh, in my experience I found that there were some people that only like to watch sports on television (laughs) they didn't like to do the hard work that it takes to do the sports production
1: and another thing that the the students they don't realize is that if the game kicks off at three o'clock we don't get here at at ten minutes till three no you're here four to five hours early. And it is a glamor side of it because you want to be at the stadium. You're paying big money for tickets to go to these games, but if you could go work, you've got a credential. You don't have to pay to get in, but you have to work the long hours. And as I always tell the students, sports does not happen between 8 and 4.30. Sports are at night, sports are on the weekends. So it's, it's a lifestyle you have to adapt to if you work in this business because you are, working the long hours, and when everybody gets a chance to go home in the evening, maybe to flip the TV on, no, you're there providing the pictures they're watching because you've been at the site four to five hours before tip-off or kickoff, and you're there a couple of hours after. So it, it's long days in the business, so you don't want to spoon-feed and say, oh, this is the greatest you know business you can get into because there are a lot of long hours. And I think when the students first get here and they choose this as their major, they don't realize how much preparation and time goes into these productions or to being an on-air broadcaster.
0: Well, just as um, everything that we do here is a group effort. And I know that our sports production they don't happen just magically that it takes not only your effort, but the effort of people within the department, faculty, other faculty and staff members and uh, graduate students and undergraduates altogether. But what you've done with the program to elevate it, to uh, have recognition both on the regional and national level is remarkable. And why why is that important for the program to have that sort of uh, national recognition? You do
1: anything, there's something that draws you to sports, it's competition. Right. Anything you do, you want to compete to be the best. And that's the case here. We we realize a lot of times we have to pull back, especially early on when I got here, trying to push it too quickly or thinking we've got to get to this level quicker. And it is still a laboratory, students are learning, but you still wanna be at your best, put your best product out. Just as Austin Peace competing against Eastern Kentucky on the court or on the field, we're competing against Eastern Kentucky's production of their That's broadcast. Right. We wanna look the best in the conference. We, we had that luxury in the OVC for several years of being the program of excellence. We're in the new conference now, the ASUN. We don't wanna have a, a dip, regardless of our numbers through the years, we wanna maintain a, a level of excellence. And you're right it takes everyone and you're getting a new crew every semester that's the (laughs) toughest part about this job and we'll make mistakes will a quarterback throw a pick absolutely right Uh, will a point guard turn it over they will will our replay person have a mistake will someone not mute or unmute audio those things happen but just as the players on the court will have to learn from their mistake they'll go back and look at film correct it for the next game We'll do the same thing. We can go back and look at our production, point out mistakes and errors made, and, and hopefully not make those again. But really the bottom line is, is competing to be the best. You want your productions to be on, a, on par with, with anything that's out there. The model is ESPN. We're ESPN Plus, but we have the tools from graphics, uh, maybe not the highest-end cameras they might have at the elite level, but we have the opportunity to put an outstanding production on, and we've always tried to do over and above the uh, minimum requirements. We do eight camera shoots for football and basketball. The requirement is typically three to four, and we've always done that. We've kind of pushed it, even though we may not be ready, we pushed it to get ourselves ready, and the students have elevated themselves to it, and we've been pleased with the productions through the years.
0: Now, you always want your students, I know this is a a fact, that anybody that goes through the program, that they have lots of different skills and tools that when they leave this program, they have abilities to contribute in lots of different
1: ways. Why is that important? Well, again, it goes back to a team. So many people involved in this uh, production-wise. If there's a breakdown in the offensive line, the quarterback gets sacked, if we have an issue with replay and we get a game-winning shot and we don't have it, that's an issue there. So what we want every student to do when they come through, I always joke that it's kind of like our car wash. You're going to go in, <laughs> by the time you get out, you're going to have a little bit of everything. Some waters hit you from every level. You might get a little wax here, or whatever, the, the dryer at the end. But even though you want to be You come in with your mindset, I want to be a sideline reporter, I want to be an anchor, I don't want to learn how to shoot, I don't want to run replay, everybody's going to get a chance to do it. And the students that have fear of the camera, fear of the microphone, they're also going to get a chance to experience what it's like to be out here in front of the camera because it's a different kind of pressure. But we all work together. We're we're a chink in the uh, a link in the chain and if any of the the links go down the production will suffer and the big thing is to be able to know a little bit about everything because in this day and age what will set you apart out in the looking for a job if you're able to do these things and you can move into this pile of people instead of this group which well they can't do this but they've done this the more you can put on the resume your versatility will open up more doors so we want to expose you to absolutely everything from a broadcast production standpoint as it relates to sports
0: one of the last things i want to talk to you a little bit about is you're also expanding the horizons for our students internationally by offering a study abroad uh, experience can you talk about that
1: yeah i've had the opportunity to teach in london two times previously hoping to go this summer we're still in full recruiting mode trying to bring uh, students in to join the class but it's it's a complete different perspective Mm. you can go to london you can see we were lucky enough to be there during the world cup it's their super bowl we know how everything shuts down in this country super bowl sunday england's in the world cup every match everything stops in one of the world's largest cities and it was Great to experience that, to compare the differences, the sports that they, they grow up with a passion for, it's different than ours, and how American sports are really making their way into U.K. and into Europe. With uh, the NBA, we're seeing Major League Baseball play in London this year. The Cardinals and Cubs are going to play. So it was unique to see that perspective from a sports angle of how things are different there. And it's just, I would recommend it to anyone if you get a chance to study abroad, take advantage of that opportunity. It's, it, it's been two incredible experiences for me and I can't wait to go back.
0: Well, thanks again for not only being on the podcast, but for what you're doing within the sports broadcasting program within the Department of Communication. Thank you. And thanks to our viewers and listeners out there for joining us. We will continue to profile some of the outstanding professors we have here in the College of Arts and Letters at Austin Peay State University. So until next time, stay safe, take care, and God bless.